Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as always. We've got a loaded one for you guys as LSU's dished out a new offer. They just hosted a bunch of prospects for the Arkansas, Arkansas game, including a five-star official visitor. And we're going to kind of jog down memory lane with some of these prospects who are now standing out for the Tigers as true freshmen. But Shay, let's jump into one of those pieces of news that came out of the weekend, and that is junior college defensive lineman Sean Washington picking up his offer from LSU. This is a Louisiana native who started his career out at Georgia. LSU's looking for defensive line help. We've hammered this, and now the offer is out in his hands. What say you about the big man from New Orleans? Yeah, if you'll remember back then, he had played at John Arrett as a freshman. He transferred, so he sat out as a sophomore. Then his junior season, Billy, was the COVID year uh, when he got to Warren Easton. So ends up that got shortened, and his recruitment was just kind of odd because of it. But he committed to LSU, later decommitted, got some offers, eventually landed a, an offer from Georgia that summer before his senior year, and he commits to the Bulldogs right before signing day, early signing day, and signed with them. Then this past year, he was in Athens and didn't play, took a red shirt and hit the portal this offseason. And what made it interesting was when he hit the portal and kind of began to go through things on terms of his recruitment. There's obviously the rule about you have to transfer. If you want to go to another SEC school, it's got to be done by a certain date. Well, at some point, he was beyond that date. And he had picked up a Colorado offer, had some interest from other teams, but said, hey, I'm going to go the JUCO route. For a year and went to East Mississippi Community College. He's played three games with them now. He starts for them. He's uh, had about a tackle each game. I think he's got eight tackles on the year. But he's also a guy after a year in Georgia's program uh, and now landing at East Mississippi is 6'5", 315. I mean, that's the kind of size on the interior that LSU's looking for. So no surprise, I guess, to see them, Billy, double back around uh, now that he is a JUCO product and will come out. Uh, I have confirmed um, after talking to to Sean and his camp that uh, he will leave East Mississippi uh, Community College in December and will enroll at a school in January. So he would be able to be with a college at any point this offseason. I did put in an on three RPM pick for Sean Washington just because I think that the Tigers will win out here. But I will note he's going to be at the Bama-Texas A&M game this weekend. He's got some other stops he'll make. Um, but in, I don't think it's a process that drags out too, too long. And I do think there is that pull Billy to – to come back home, return to Louisiana, and then get to play at LSU and on a team that really needs defensive tackles. Yeah, Sean's been on the radar for a long, long time. I mean, one of those guys that comes up through Louisiana who you know about right away. I mean, his size and just, you know, he was always on on the radar and always around. Um, really nice kid who just ended up you know, going, going out of state uh, for whatever reason and, and so now has that opportunity to land uh, back at LSU. I agree with you. I think as things stand stand right now, LSU's in a great spot. I like that they didn't wait. They saw that early film from him at EMCC and uh, made the move. So uh, LSU looking for that defensive line help. And when you look at their class, they've got Demiran Johnson, Ahmad Bro, uh, guys like that coming in on the defensive line. If they can get a 6'4-ish, 315-pounder, that is a nice piece with, you know, I think three year, three full years to play, uh, that would be something where you feel good about addressing that depth at that position a little bit more 
uh, going into next year. And then you can see what the portal brings. And I think that's where LSU's at recruiting defensive tackles right now. They're still trying to flip Gabe Relaford, but you know, we'll see. He's going to have to come back uh, to campus for another visit at some point this fall for that to kind of start picking up uh, some steam. So um, I, I think for LSU, that was a good, good first step. And uh, we know a lot of people around Sean and, and he seems pretty excited about it. I talked to him as well. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know how long it drags out, maybe a month, maybe more, um, but he will make some other visits. I just think that that pull to come back home, uh, he got offered before, you know, all these other SEC schools could uh, jump on him with scholarship offers. So they didn't play the waiting game. They got him straight in for a visit for the Arkansas game, Billy, which that gave them a, a few weeks to watch some of his film, um, get him on campus in. They felt good about it and extended the offer. So I, uh, I like the move. I'm with you. Yeah. Speaking of moves, uh, Shay, uh, some of our uh, friends on the LSU football team made some moves over the weekend. It looked like uh, getting in with our friends at Tecovis, Jay Bramblett, West Weeks, hitting up the Tecovis store. I'll try to pull it up as we're talking about it. Uh, but look, uh, I'm really, really high on Tecovis. Love their boots. Uh, they're the perfect, uh, you know, game day, you know, footwear, honestly. I mean, you can be kind of rugged if it's not too nice out. You can uh, wear them to impress uh, all your friends in Tiger Stadium or wherever you're catching LSU at. And that's why uh, when it, when they showed up at the Tecovis Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge store in Perkins Row, uh, they really did it all the right way. Uh, just going behind the scenes with them on their Instagrams uh, to get fitted for those boots. You could see the quality uh, in what you could have as your next pair of Western boots, which is why our friends at Tecovis, you know, hook it up. I mean, this is a this is a huge uh, you know deal for us to be partnered with them, and uh, their quality of, of footwear uh, is just unmatched. Yeah, I do want to remind people too that. Even if you're not in Baton Rouge and let's say you come in for game day weekends or whatever it might be, even if you're rolling in on Saturday, they're open and out in Perkins Road, you're not running into any game day traffic. So um, that just a reminder, I had someone ask me and say, uh, I didn't realize Baton Rouge had a COVID store, but I'm only coming in for games this year. Get by there before a game. Uh, you could be in and out because, uh, like I said, out in the Perkins Row area, you're far enough off campus that uh, you don't have to worry about any uh any sort of traffic uh, slowing you down. But there you go, Billy. You found it. West Weeks and Jay Bramplett, a couple of LSU players there uh, checking out Tacovas in Baton Rouge. Yeah, perfect spot for it, too, at, at Perkins Row. That's a good spot. You can go to Ben afterwards and and, and sport them. So um, check them out. Tacovas, the Baton Rouge store is at Perkins Row. Uh, get your next pair of Western boots at Tacovas, our uh, good friends uh, who are partners with us on the Bengal Tiger podcast. When you see in there too from the video, uh, belts, shirts, button ups. It's not just boots. So no matter what you're looking for, it seems like they've got it over there. Yep. Let's get you sporting some some uh, belts, and then we'll work up to the boots, Shay. Um, yeah, that's a good start. Speaking of belts and boots, uh, East Texas, uh, probably a place where uh, when you drive through, you see a lot of that belts and boots going on. Cowboy hats uh, from time to time. And LSU did host one of the state's best prospects uh, in Timpson, Texas athlete, Terry Bussey. We've talked to talked about him a lot on this podcast leading up to his official visit this past weekend. And depending on when you're catching this, uh, he might have already made his decision. That comes on Thursday. 
Uh, but the five-star athlete, it, it does seem like, you know, he visited Alabama, visited LSU officially. Looks like Texas A&M is still going to hold on here and, and get this one across the finish line from what we've seen. And that was kind of our guess all along. Uh, 345 Central on Thursday, for if, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, is when Bussy will announce. Uh, number two athlete in the country, 5'10 and a half, 180. LSU likes him at safety. Um, most teams do, Billy, or at DB, I should say. But when he was on his official visit this past weekend, which he came in with his Guardians for, we heard nothing but good reviews. And he got to sit down with multiple coaches on offense, multiple coaches on defense, Diaco on special teams, Brian Kelly for an extended meeting. So when you talk about an athlete, you think of, okay, this guy plays multiple positions. We've talked about it on the podcast before. There aren't many guys out there who are doing what he does at quarterback, defense, and special teams all at the same time. His film, especially from his junior year, uh, he exploded. Obviously, he's coming off of an injury now. Uh, but uh, that LSU, Bama, a lot of schools prioritized liking him, wanting him. LSU got him to campus over the summer. But it was, for me, I mean, A&M's gotten to camp him to campus at least five times in the past year. And they've been considered the front runner. And they are the in-state team who is highest on. Texas was not able to get in like uh, A&M did, at least not that anyone's been able to read. And the out-of-state schools, Oklahoma, LSU, Bama, were the teams that sort of made that final group. And for LSU, not only did get an official visit, Billy, but they got the final one. So it gives you a puncher's chance. They rolled out the red carpet. This is a kid. I Look, I'm not going to go through his whole backstory here, but if you Googled Terry Bussey and just read about kind of the path he's been on, he's a great kid. He's been through a lot. He's gone about this process the right way. Um, look, he could have committed to AM in the summer, didn't, because he said, I want to see these other schools, BAM and LSU, uh, and be uncommitted and give everyone a fair shake. Maybe LSU pulls a rabbit out of their hat here. We have not heard that to be the case right now, and that would lead us to believe that, barring um, a big twist, and if it was a big twist in favor of LSU, sing from the high heavens. It's the highest ranked kid you've got in the class, but if not, it's not a surprise that he ends up at the school that all along he was very into and visiting the most. Yeah, I don't have uh, much more to add on that. Uh, we'll get to uh, two other visitors here uh, when it comes to LSU's game against Arkansas. And let's lead off with uh, quarterbacks. People always want to talk about them. And George McIntyre was back in Baton Rouge uh, for uh, another visit to check out LSU. Um, Shay, just as we're getting on this podcast, uh, our friend Josh Newberg, uh, national uh, on the On3 YouTube channel, placed his prediction uh, in for Alabama, though, to land uh, the nation's number two quarterback, top uh, 15 overall prospect in the 2025 class. And, I mean, if you've been on the Bengal Tiger, we've talked about how Alabama's a threat here. You looked at the two visits that they had over the summer. A lot of people were even thinking that he might shut it down before his junior season. But instead, he takes it to the fall. He's taken some visits. LSU got him back on campus, so this is going to be a battle, and they're going to have to keep recruiting him hard to, to pull him away from what looks like, you know, at least an Alabama lead, lean early on. We thought that if there was a team that was out front ahead of LSU, it might be Alabama. I'm not ready to completely go there quite yet. I still think these teams are neck and neck, and Tennessee's the other. But when you look right now, and again, he was at the Arkansas game when obviously Jaden comes back, wins SEC Player of the Week. 
LSU's got the number one offense in the SEC. They have the number one passing offense in the SEC. And Tennessee and Bama, two teams that usually are at the top of that list, are sitting at the bottom of the SEC right now. Now, does that last forever? No, but it certainly gives LSU um, lends some credence to the pitch they have of, hey, look, this is the offense we're running. You see how Jaden looks in it. These are the receivers at your disposal. And right now it's working very well for them. I'll also say this. LSU is fresh off of a hire of Brian Kelly. Joe Son is a quarterback's coach. is only in his second year here. There's stability. With a team like Alabama, there's always going to be that talk of when is Saban going to shut it down? And this is a kid who is a junior in high school. So I don't. I think it's too early for me to say that he's really leaning anywhere. I actually think he's being diligent about it and giving everybody a fair shot. No, I, I 100% think and that he is being diligent and giving everyone a fair shot. I mean, coaches, you know, lineage runs through his family, uh, you know, with with his ties to um, uh, McIntyre uh, at Vanderbilt. Um, I'm forgetting his name uh, right now, but, um, you know, his his uh, grandfather uh, was was big up there um, uh, as a coach. Um, so uh, he's got a bunch of ties to the coaching community. And so they're not going to rush through this, which is why you saw him take it to the fall and, and, and want to take these visits because this is, you know, his quarterbacks these days, that junior season and then into the spring, that's when their recruitments happen. You know, some of these guys that go into the summer before their senior season, they're all gung ho and ready for official visits. I mean, quarterbacks are, you know, a lot of staffs would like them to be done and be recruiting for them. Um, so, you know, we'll see when, George McIntyre uh, makes, you know, his decision whenever that is. But um, it is an SEC battle, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. I think LSU's done a good job getting him to campus. And um, Joe Sloan has built a really good relationship there. But, you know, this is uh, this is one we, we've talked about this. LSU has had enough time. They've they've built the relationships. They've now shown it on the field with that offense exploding. They've got to get one of Bryce Underwood or George McIntyre. They just have to, you know, to solidify this quarterback room for the long term because it would set up so nicely for LSU to roll into 2025 with either one of the two best quarterbacks in the country on your roster, maybe poised to start or sit behind Garrett Nussmeyer another year and, and learn. So, um, you know, George McIntyre, he was here at some point. Maybe he gets back for an official visit, but uh, that all depends on kind of how his timeline goes. And uh, But it was interesting right before the podcast, of course, Josh Newberg uh, dropping that one. So it was worth mentioning. I um, I think that one key here, Billy, before we – well, let's move, let's move on. And then I'll – because the next person we're talking to, I think, paints a bigger picture of why I think LSU could be appealing – Yes, they've got the number one SEC, you know, passing offense in the SEC. Yes, they've got the number one total offense in the SEC right now. Yes, Jaden is one of the top five passers in the country. And Malik and Brian Thomas sit in the top 10 in receiving yards in the country. Those guys aren't going to be here forever. So the pitch to guys like Bryce Underwood and George McIntyre and other quarterbacks are, here's guys you'll have on the team when you get here. And Caleb Cunningham was a kid who came in this past weekend for a visit at the same time as McIntyre. He's from Mississippi. We've got him as the number two receiver 
for the 2025 class. So that's McIntyre's year and Bryce Underwood's year, the number two receiver in the country. And we know they've got DeCorey Moore already committed. He's a five-star, but think back for a second, Billy, to the Bayou Splash. And Andrew Marsh, the number three receiver in the country on on three was there. Ja'Cory Watson, the number 11 receiver on on three was there. Um, Nashawn Montgomery, the number 10 receiver uh, on on three was there. Taz Williams, another kid uh, coming out of Texas, out of Red Oak, uh, was there. He's a high four star. If you can, and look, I'm always a proponent of Louisiana. I think that they should take Louisiana receivers, but if you sprinkle in some of these elite out-of-state guys, and then you've got or, or got on board or are trending for Harlem Berry, the number one running back in the country, James Simon, a top 10 running back in the country, those things and toss in how great they've been on O-line recruiting, that's appealing to a quarterback. So I think that that's something in the race for these two guys that people aren't factoring in enough. It's they go off of, oh, well, I, they've only landed a couple of national five stars ever at quarterback. And well, Ryan Perlow being one of them, he wasn't national, he was Louisiana, but that they don't have this hit rate of getting that elite guy. I think this is setting up really well for them in a way that if the dominoes fall right, one of the biggest pitches to these guys is look who you're coming into the class with on offense. Yeah, that that all has to come together. And I think for me, when you look at building these classes, one, Cortez Hankton in 2023 did an unreal job with his group that he was able to get on board. A little bit of an upside projectable group in 2024. In 2025, he's back to kind of honing in on that elite level of prospect. With Bryce Underwood's timeline, for example, and then we'll see kind of what happens with George McIntyre, but I can't imagine he's that far off from where Bryce is from a timeline perspective. Those two will have probably decided before we see a ton of these national guys make decisions. And so that's why it makes it even more paramount for LSU to get those guys. And look, they're doing everything right from they're in really good, you know, relationships, talking to them a lot. They're going to go, I'm sure when the bye week hits, Joe Sloan will go see one of them. Uh, I don't know if he could swing two, depending on the, the game days and how it works out. But, um, you know, then you get into uh, just them visiting and and showing off in the offense with what LSU's got with Jaden Daniels. I mean, if I mean, now's the time to capitalize uh, with what they're doing um, in Baton Rouge offensively. So uh, Caleb Cunningham was by far the uh, the biggest name from a from a receiver perspective in, in Baton Rouge uh, over the weekend. And, you know, he he's been there a ton. He, he's not somebody that just kind of popped in and you're like, oh, wow, look at them. They're they're swinging big here. No, he's been to Baton Rouge a bunch. I mean, half his profile is visit recaps from from his trips to LSU. Uh, but it is always kind of tough to get those kids out of Mississippi. Yeah, and just a, a quick shout out to Cortez Hankton, LSU's wide receivers coach and the, and the staff in general for getting these caliber of receivers in from out of state. It's, you know, it's expected to get all the Louisiana top guys in, but they've consistently now been getting in these elite 2025s. And for all the people who want to complain about lack of talent at certain positions and, oh, they need to be getting more high-profile guys to campus, um, quarterback, sure, yes, but wide receiver is one that I don't think people talk about enough that for next year, 2025, they've already got a five-star committed. They've had well over half the top 10 players on campus over the past two months. That's a very good start. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good start. 
Um, and Shay, uh, it is time to mention that if you're trying to start your financial goals off in the right direction, you've got to get with our friend Zach Payne at Green State Wealth Management. Uh, Zach, big, big LSU supporter. Uh, we've talked, we talk with him daily pretty much at this point, uh, just about all the things he has going on with LSU, but also helping you accomplish your financial goals, whether it's 401k, retirement, investments, all of those things. Zach Payne and the team at Green State Wealth Management will help you out. Um, we talked about when he was getting involved with the podcast. Well, what's your goal? Well, he wants to grow his business and then give back to LSU. Uh, so those people that have already worked with Zach, reaping the benefits both from their own financial planning and, and all of those things, but also they're probably a Tiger fan and Zach's going to give it back to LSU as well. Yeah, and thanks to the people who've already reached out to him. We've had the LSU community as a loyal one, Bengal Tiger community uh, even stronger. So um, shout out to people who have uh, who've kind of reached out and started to give Zach uh, their business or at least go down that path of understanding what all they could use uh, with their financial portfolio. But um, really, again, as Zach has stressed us, it doesn't matter if you're out here on the verge of running a Fortune 500 company or you're in coming out of college and you're getting your first job you can definitely reach out. He will help you out with things. And maybe most importantly to the young crowd who listens, it's never too early to at least reach out to someone and say, Hey, look, what do I need to start doing now that I've got my first paycheck every couple of weeks? So hit up Zach. Um, again, you see his numbers there on the screen. You can find it uh, in the description, but um, he's a guy who loves LSU and, uh, and really wants to just have the support of LSU fans. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Drop him an email at Zach Payne, Z-A-C-H-P-A-Y-N-E at greenstatewm.org. Appreciate Zach, his support uh, of the podcast and, and all the things he's got going. Shay, uh, speaking of support, uh, LSU has really leveled up when it comes to supporting some of these commitments they're trying to uh, hang on to. And one of them that they were able to do that with is Xavier Atkins, uh, the four-star linebacker who is from Louisiana originally, Jonesboro Hodge. I went there uh, right around this time last year uh, to check him out uh, before he ended up transferring to Summer Creek outside the Houston area uh, for his senior season. He's been committed to LSU since July 5th, 2022. So well over a year and things were looking dicey there for a bit. Uh, but uh, and this is kind of a good time to just talk about some of the backstory on this. But he reached out to us at the end of August and said, hey, I'm not flipping. I'm not going to Texas A&M where a lot of people, including myself, uh, thought he was going to end up. But he says, I'm shutting things down and I'm going to stick with LSU. This is a big, big piece of news that I don't think got enough attention over the weekend. 
you've done a great job covering this. I wanted you to take the wheel and just give the backstory on everything. But I will note, yes, this was a kid coming from Louisiana that became a very early target that got on board. And we said it from the start, Billy, that up at Jonesboro Hodge, whenever you're from a small town like that and you get recruited and you get to start going on visits to places you've never been before, you become enamored with that. And then you start building relationships with other staffs. And that's what happened with A&M and others. And he started visiting Texas A&M more and more. And it looked like, okay, maybe he could now because he moved to Houston for a senior year. He's closer to A&M. He might end up flipping. But as you noted, um, he sort of backtracked and it almost felt like he pressed reset and said, okay, what do I really want to do? Uh, reached back out to LSU. And again, you talked to him a bunch behind the scenes, um, just kind of off the, well, off the record for the time until he was ready to go public with it, uh, which he did this past week with you. But it felt like, or it not felt, it was very much trending back to LSU's direction for a little bit now. And it was just about the two being on the same page of, Hey, here's where we're at moving forward. If we're both locked in, we're good. And uh, he's had a hell of a start to his senior season. Uh, a guy's already moved up and become a firm four-star here on on three. Yeah, this is one of those wild ones. And I'll skip basically everything that happened this spring where he took a bunch of visits. And then you get to the summer. And by that point, Texas A&M had really solidified itself as the biggest threat uh, to flip Xavier Adkins. And... I mean, he hadn't been back to LSU since the spring game. It was honestly kind of a mirror image of Tylen Singleton and, and how things were going with him. But you get to the end of the summer, and he still hadn't come through. And he ends up not going to Bayou Splash. He ends up going to Texas A&M's pool party. And from there, multiple sources were like, we're done. We're done, like. You know, he's going to move on. He hasn't visited. It's been ample amount of time. We've got Tylen Singleton who just jumped on board. They had Devon Keys. They have Collage Cobbins. They were trending at the time for Devin Smith. They were in a good spot with the linebacker room just kind of overall. And then kind of cooler heads prevailed, for lack of a better term. And LSU kind of reengaged, buckled back in. But during that time, I mean, he was expected to announce for Texas A&M like at any moment. Uh, but I heard all those things we heard all those things we corroborated our own information together and so i put my rpm pick in for lsu because or for texas a&m because one i mean this was right before you got to on three so you didn't even have a pick in on it but so you kind of got lucky there and then xavier just at the end of august reaches back out to me and we, he he and i have like stayed in touch talking about how things are going at summer creek and his, his scrimmage and things like that. And he says, man, I'm telling you, I'm not flipping. I'm not flipping. I said, well, if you really want to talk about that, we can, I, I can talk to you. We can go on record. We can do all that. And then you tell me when you're ready. And so sure enough, that's, that's what happened. He called me. He said, we can do it right now. I was, I was leaving a high school game. And, and so we talked about like 11 o'clock at night and he just said, I've got a plan. I want to save this until my birthday, September 12th. And then that didn't happen. And I said, Hey, what's up now? People are saying you're back on board, but do you want to run the story? He said, no, I've got to get back to Baton Rouge. I've got to get to the Arkansas game and talk with the staff and then we can go through with that. So it timed up, ended up timing up perfectly. I, I had had uh, his matchup against North shore next week circled as just a time to go see him. If we hadn't gotten a resolution either way. And now we do, he's a part of this class. It's, he hasn't signed, but 
I mean, you know, you you feel really good now about the chances to hold not hold on to him, which is huge. He's absolutely rolling as a senior right now. It gives LSU a really good linebacker class with um, Atkins, Devon Keys, as you mentioned, Tylen Singleton here in Louisiana. And then you've got Kalash Cobbins. He's an edge, maybe more of a jack linebacker, but a very solid haul. And yes, Atkins is playing in Texas. He's a Louisiana kid, but you lock up essentially the guys in Louisiana who are all highly recruited prospects. Then you go into Texas and get a kid like, um, excuse me, like uh, Devon uh, out at Keys out of Alito, who, which we've talked about, is a big-time program. I I love the approach. It, get numbers, get about four guys, and hope two, two or three of them hit, you know, when they get to campus. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing Xavier, like, in person uh, next week. He's not shy about posting his highlights. He, he'll do it, and he's racked up double-digit tackles probably every week, I'm pretty sure at least. So he's off to a good start. He'll have a really good test next week against that North Shore team, but uh, look, Shay, uh, speaking of you know players balling out, I mean, LSU has a heavy freshman presence right now that is starting to kind of emerge as key contributors uh, for this 2023 group of Tigers. And so you had the great idea of, of maybe going back down memory lane, lane a little bit uh, with some of these guys in a way as recruits and just kind of looking back at them a little bit uh, while also talking about how they're doing as as freshmen right now with the Tigers. And so this 2023 class, um, you know, they, they've had kind of a, a mix of guys who haven't played. Some of them, Ricky Collins has played in one game, but Trey Holly, uh, Jalen Brown, Kai Pran, um, Tyree Adams, Paul Mabenga, Dylan Carpenter, Christian Brathwaite, and Kylan Jackson. So those guys out of the way, which I'm surprised Jalen Brown hasn't gotten any time. Uh, it's surprising to me, but outside of that, Let's talk about the guys who have played. Who who are the ones that have really stuck out to you uh, for whatever reason? Well, there's no doubt Whit Weeks. Um, he leads the freshman in starts. He's had two now. He may stay in the starting lineup even if Omar Spates, the veteran out of Oregon State, uh, returns this weekend for Ole Miss. Um, he's been phenomenal, but we saw it as a senior. It's why we sort him up the rankings on on three. He was one of the best linebackers in high school coming out. You saw him at All-American Bowl. He tore it apart. Even in the spring game, he's grabbing a pick six. We knew that he was a great player. It was just a matter of would they let him get his feet wet early. And with Omar Spates getting hurt it, and then them deciding to move Harold Perkins back to edge rusher, it was almost like two open spots uh, came through at uh, linebacker. They put Greg Penn at one of them and then Weeks at the other, and he's taken off. So he's been great to watch. Obviously, Mac Markway, we knew they needed tight ends to play early. and Mark Way, though coming off of injuries in high school where he didn't play his final two years of high school, enrolled early. We saw it in the spring that he was going to be that inline blocker and the second guy behind Mason Taylor. He's played, you know, because of that and even got a start when Mason Taylor was hurt at Mississippi State. That starts, Billy. Those are the only two guys. Now, Lance Hurd has started to work more and more. He's played in every single game. He could be your starting right tackle at some point this season and move Emory Jones to uh, right guard and Miles Frazier goes to the bench. And it seems like Brian Kelly, from how he's talked, has wanted that to, to play out, to be able to get Lance Hurd, the former five-star, a lot of reps early. Caleb Jackson has taken off with a handful of carries a game. He gets to start on kickoff returns, and boy, does he run hard. 
Uh, we're not surprised by that, Billy. We loved him in high school. He's got speed for days, too. Um, but then all the DBs are playing. Uh, they played every single game, some on the field, all pretty much on special teams. And then Whit Weeks, as I mentioned, has played every game. The guy breaking out now, though, is Deshaun Womack, who was the highest ranked kid in this class. Did not play against Florida State, but has played in every week since. Had some big plays this past weekend against Mississippi State, or excuse me, Arkansas. You expect he's now going to play more moving forward as they play Ole Miss this weekend. Your reactions, just as some, you've covered them all in high school. Are, are there surprises in here? Or for me, a lot of this is about as I expected. Yeah, I, I think when I look at the guys who have played, I mean, I think all three of us at the Bengal Tigers said we expected Caleb Jackson to play. Like just at some point, there wasn't those there wasn't there hadn't been a running back that had grabbed the bull by the horns and just like taken over that room. We knew what kind of all the guys on the roster could do. But when you looked at the speed, the explosiveness, and then Caleb Jackson just got in the weight room and went nuts, um, you know, over the summer, uh, it's no surprise that that he's gotten a role. And then, I mean, for me, I think a surprise is is Mac Markaway. I, I, you know, just honestly, I mean, this is a guy that basically didn't play the last three years of high school. I think he had COVID uh, shortened season that uh, 2020 year, and then he got hurt and tore his ACL, I think, very early in his junior year, and then sat out the rest of his senior year to prepare to enroll early at LSU. And look, it's worked out. I mean, that, that I, kudos to him. It's kind of like a tough decision to make, but uh, now he's able to, you know, play and, and reap the, you know, rewards of that. So um, still a guy that is, is, you know, a blocker, kind of a, you know, not going to wow. He's not Camorian Pimpton or anything like that, um, but he's, he's just steady um, and physical. He doesn't shy away from contact. So um, Zalance heard, I think him getting to play is is awesome to see because it also gives him that that video at the next level to say, okay, here's what I need to work on. Here, here's the actual jump in competition that I'm seeing and why, hey, Coach Davis is harping on this or that or this is what I do well. Then you can really kind of develop your plan a little bit more because you have that experience going against SEC opponents um, and, and Florida State. So um, love to see him getting time. I mean, Deshaun Womack, that clip of him, you know, is just uh, you could see. I mean, the the kickoff uh, cover play. I mean, just all the things are just you look at you look for flashes. And when you and I talked about doing this, one of the things I wanted to hone in on was when you go out to high school games and you watch some of these guys, you shouldn't have to know who the guy is that's committed to LSU or Alabama or Georgia or whatever, they usually can stick out like that. And that's what Deshaun Womack did. When I went and saw him against DeSoto, who won a state championship, he had like three sacks, a forced fumble, five tackles for loss. I mean, and on a loaded St. Francis team, um, when you look at Zalance Hurd, obviously so talented, physical, all those things. Camorian uh, Pimpton, Kind of a tough deal. He's playing wide receiver, but you could tell he's one of the best athletes on the field. But the best example, I think, for why senior year and getting to see these guys best on best is so important is Whit Weeks. 
you know, because all the things that he could do for his team at, at Oconee County, both sides, of all three phases of the game, return to kickoff, return for a touchdown, all of those things he did. But you were just like, okay, how's he going to stack up athletically? Or how big is he? He showed up at the All-American Bowl looking like he was ready to go. Like when we got done with that week, I think I said it on our podcast, he could play for LSU. He might be a little light right now just coming from the All-American Bowl, but he can absolutely go. And so when we look at guys who are trending up as their high school careers come to an end, that's what we talk about. That's why we say like, don't, not don't worry, but wait for guys senior years to happen. Wait, people were ready to write off Xavier Atkins over the summer because he was a three-star. Well, he's had really good coaching in Texas and he looks like a four. He could very well end up higher. Trade as green. Look at him having the success as a senior. That's why he went back up. You know, Deshaun McBride's been a guy that's been trending up. All of those things that you look for, and I just mentioned a couple, don't freak out that I didn't name others, uh, but all those things that you look for as seniors, the guys that are playing right now, for the most part, showed as seniors that, hey, I'm the best player on the field, if not one of, or I did it in an all-star game and showed out. That's why these guys are playing right now. Um, and it's either that or in a case of a Ryan Yates and JV and Toviano, for example, those guys are college-ready bodies that are good enough athletes that are smart, that came in very, very well-prepared. And they're seeing early playing time because of it. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to give a shout out to Yates because coming out of Denton, we've talked on this pod so often, Billy, about them this year getting into really good schools that are well coached. And a kid like Ryan Yates comes in and no, he's not a top 10 safety nationally. I don't know where he finished. But Brian Kelly said, look, when Greg Brooks went down, when Greg Brooks went to the hospital, obviously to have this emergency brain surgery and we needed to rely on someone, that next guy up. Here comes Ryan Yates. And Kelly said, look, it's because he knows where to be. He was setting guys up. He's never out of position. And they see that in practice. They trust to put it on the field. And uh, quickly, a shout out. DJ Chester is clearly who they want to be the future center because he got to play against Grambling State. When they got up on Mississippi State, they put him in there at center and not Marlon Martinez. So, if they got into a pinch this year, maybe Martinez is a center. I don't know. But moving forward in the post-Charles Turner era, it's very clear that DJ Chester is who they like. Yeah, and you can see why Brad Davis was battling his tail off uh, for DJ Chester. And they had to hold off programs like Auburn and Florida State who were coming late in the process, too, for him. So, you know, one thing about Ryan, and and we, I mean, you could probably go back and find some of the clips on on YouTube, but he moved around so much as a senior because of they had a couple of injuries in the secondary. So he was playing corner. He was playing safety. He was back to corner, back to safety. And sometimes, especially when he was kind of playing corner, matched up one-on-one, -on -one, he would get turned around and you were kind of like, wow, really? That was bad. But Ryan has just a really good football IQ. And he processes, I think, learning where his mistakes are so well. And he just comes at it with like an enthusiasm as well. So I think that's where he's really, really just connected so well with this defensive scheme. And it's physically he was ready to go. He's basically in a small college program uh, leading into it just from a weight room perspective. So I, I just think it's awesome uh, that that he's seen time and and hopefully we see more of Toviano and, and Stamps has gotten in there. And so 
it's uh it's a good it's a good group it's a good good start for LSU especially at that safety position that you know people kind of worried about well JV and Toviano didn't finish as a top 50 guy or whatever well you know people were also complaining that we had him evaluated at safety when LSU was recruiting him at corner and now he's at safety so you know he could very well end up being a draft pick too and you know who knows where he ends up in that in that realm but these guys that are in that just solid four-star range, as long as you're still seeing those flashes of what you they can be versus so many like, ooh, that's a red flag, you're you're in good shape. And and I think this 2023 class, I mean, it finished number five for a reason. It's a good, it's a very good class. Oh, I'm with you. I think a lot of the guys that are even redshirting are gonna play rolls down the line so you're getting immediate production from some you're getting obvious trending in the right direction you know production from others and then you'll have guys who develop and that was the point take them develop them red shirt them and they start to impact you in year two or three so i uh I, early returns i do like this class a lot yeah and what else would we like shay road, road shop, shop. <laughs> bengal tiger is the promo code to get 10 percent off your order um, legal CBD, THC, and more of the tinctures you've talked about lately, the pain cream, um, and, and, and they've got the pre-rolls and the gummies and all of those things. You've talked about the pet medication as well that they're working with. Richard and Char, you can live chat with them at roadshop.com to find out what's best for you. What's the right amount? What, what, what are you looking to solve? Is it sleep issues, pain, anxiety, all of those things? Roadshop can help you with all of that. Yeah, I've been pumping up uh, a number of different things recently, but uh, I have gone back to uh, my tried and true, which are the uh, the Delta 8 THC gummies, 125 milligrams. Like I told you all before, you can bite them in half if you want to get a feel for it. But um, sleep wise, which is as, as they tell you on the site, potent sleeping aid or chronic pain, sleeping right through the night with it. So it's been a melatonin replacement from the start. I haven't bought any in a year, uh, more than that probably, but I did dive back into the, uh, the Delta 8 THC gummies recently when I realized I was like getting back up and watching TV late at night. And I was like, Oh yeah, I've got in my bedside table, some rogue shop stuff. And, uh, now I've got about seven days straight sleeping nice. So check out rogue shop, rogueshop.com promo code Bengal tiger for 10% off your order uh shay we'll wrap with this um yeah billy take I, us I, home you, yeah you, I'll, take, I'll take us home this is all uh, you buddy uh i'll lead off with who i saw thursday night and that's jelani watkins the four-star wide receiver commit for lsu um they played an overmatched uh kingwood team down there in the houston area uh i think for me what was so apparent and you see on these early clips he could use a little bit better quarterback play they've got a uh, senior playing quarterback who's going to be a wide out at the next level. But I think athletically, he really checked the box for me. This is my first time seeing Jelani in person. You see he's got that suddenness right there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, that that really stands out. Um, and he's got that ability to throttle up, throttle down. He can take the top off a of defense. Uh, he can do all of those things that you like to see. Um, but I think for me, just you want him to be able to get get a little bit more coaching on just maybe catching the ball away from his body a little bit more. Um, you'll see it here in a second. He gets a second look at a touchdown and <clears throat> doesn't isn't able to hang on. But 
has a real nice grab here for a touchdown. And I just think his speed is is next level. They're going to be able to move him around a lot um, and do some fun things with him. He's going to be big in the kick return game. So I'm um, excited to see Jelani, um, you know, in the future and, and see how he puts together the rest of his senior year. <clears throat> but uh, I think he also showed a willingness to block too. But uh, then, and we're still kind of cutting up this tape because it was so much because there were a pair of LSU commits uh, in that Rustin LCA game. Um, and it was a blast. I got to uh, have um, dinner with one of our Bengal Tiger subscribers before the game, which was awesome. And then catch a really one of the better high school games I've seen this year in, in Rustin LCA and, and Rustin's defense led by Ahmad Bro um, and many others. Uh, you can check out our Bengal Tiger Road Report. Uh, there's some other guys mentioned in there, but they just they play so hard. And Ahmad Bro is playing out of position at nose tackle right now, um, but they kind of moved him around a little bit here and there. But he plays high motor. He's well coached. Uh, he, he's playing both ways with some tight end as well. So um, athletically, I think he checked out fairly well for me. I think where his body is going to go is probably the, the biggest question for me. Is he going to be strong side defensive end? Is he going to maybe move inside a little bit? That's that's the question I have long-term. And then uh, Juwan Johnson, uh, the uh, LCA star quarterback, actually threw five interceptions in, in that game. It was not his best night, unfortunately, for him. But I'll say this. He's very sudden. He's very comfortable with the ball in his hands. Um, his top-end speed, he got chased down a couple times, but at the same token, he is doing it all for LCA. I mean, he is really the just, I mean, he's able to distribute the ball, but just watching some of their receivers, it's not a, a group that's going to scare you too much. But Jawan Johnson's pretty scary. He nearly led them to a comeback. Uh, the refs actually picked up a, a defensive pass interference call on fourth down in the, in the red zone that, that gave uh, Rust in the win 29-26. So, Awesome time in Rustin for that one. And then uh, had a game canceled on me uh, or moved on Thursday. So it's just Friday for me this week as I'll be back out on the road seeing Westgate uh, take on Calvary Baptist up in Shreveport. I'll have two quick things before I get out of here. One, Jawan Johnson still on pace. LSU could care less how many picks he throws. He's playing DB yeah. when he gets to college. Uh, but he is still on pace to, to catch Brock Berlin's LHSAA all-time. Uh, high school total yardage record and LCA is going to go into the playoffs. They typically make it pretty far. And Rustin is a team that went to the state finals last year um, and is a team that's also expected to make a run into the playoffs. So keep an eye on him there. And with Jelani Watkins, yeah, like I could see it that he'll struggle with some catches and stuff like that. You put a guy like that on the jugs machine, you teach him technique, you drill it into him every day. That's what uh, guys like Cortez Hankton and that staff are there for. What you can't teach is that he's one of the fastest sprinters in America. He is one of the fastest sprinters in Texas, no doubt, home to most of them. But when you then couple in football, Billy, and put him at wide receiver, there's probably him and a couple of other kids out there in this class that have the speed he does. So that's what you're getting in Jelani Watkins, and you sort of fine-tune everything else from there. Yeah, well said. Well it's going to be fun. He's, Let me know if you guys... he's running track at LSU. What else do you need to know about his sprint speed? Yeah, yeah. He's got absolute uh, wheels, which is also why I, I I like LSU's wide receiver class in 2024, maybe a little bit more than the rankings. Like they, they three of the four in particular have elite traits, which you can roll with um, for the most part at any time. So 
with that, guys, going to shut down this edition of the podcast. Elsie's on the road this weekend, so we're going to have to drum up some uh, recruiting stuff to talk about next week. Um, but we know we'll be talking about Westgate uh, versus uh, Calvary Baptist on Friday. So if you're in the Shreveport area, hit us up. Uh, I'll be out there, and uh, maybe we can uh, all hang out before the game. So for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embi. Subscribe to the Bengal Tiger. 50% off annual subscriptions this week ahead of that Ole Miss game. So we will uh, be pumping out plenty of content. Good reason to jump on the Bengal Tiger right now. With that, shutting this one down. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.